1: Spencer Linton and Jason Shepard. BYU Sports Station is live once again. Your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store. Official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Wednesday, July 1st, wherever and however you're connected, great to have you with us. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with the other guy. The New York Mets are still paying Jason Shepard. Oh, I wish. I wish I had the same deal as Bobby Bonilla.
2: July
0: 1st, get a nice fat check deposited into your account. It is Bobby Bonilla Day. Do you want to explain what that is for those that may not necessarily understand what that is? Bobby Bonilla,
1: former Major League Baseball All-Star, is making (laughs) $1.2 million every July 1st through the year 2035 with 8% interest. So he'll get paid until he's 72. Now, some of you are saying... How does this make sense for a guy that's not playing professional baseball anymore for the Mets? Why would you do this? Simple, Jason. Bernie Madoff and a Ponzi scheme did in the New York Mets. They didn't have enough money to pay Bobby Bonilla in the moment, so they could have paid him $5.9 That
0: was the buyout in 2000 was $5.9 and the contract would have been satisfied. Just give me $5.9 right now. But
1: they couldn't do it. So they agreed, and whoever Bobby Bonilla's agent is deserves a massive raise. They agreed to pay him instead $30 million over a 25 year span. Yeah. So starting in 2011,
0: every July 1st, Bobby Bonilla has received a check from the New York Mets for $1.2 million. It's a good life. Today's the day.
1: We're happy for you, Bobby. July 1st. It's good money if you can get it. It's also Canada Day. It is. Happy Canada Day!
0: Happy Canada Day,
1: Greg Rubel. <laughs> Bobby Bonilla, one point two million dollars every Canada Day. <laughs> As no relation to Canada, <laughs> that is unbelievable. Okay, so Jason and I have a proposition for BYU TV. Oh, all right. Are you going to negotiate listen, on air? Listen, you can pay us the BYU Sports Nation guys a mere one million dollars each. Right now. Like a lump sum right now. Right now. Okay. All right. Or you can pay us five times that much spread out over the next 25 years. (laughs) That would translate to a $200,000 bonus every July 1st through the year 2045. Are we cool with that? I have a feeling there's an option C that we're not aware of. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Uh, While we uh, prognosticate on other financial potentials. We should probably get to today's show lineup, which I am definitely cool with. We will examine the number one impact newcomer for BYU basketball, plus our BYU football tight end position group features position coach Steve Clark and tight end Isaac Rex. There's a name With some history in the tight end group of BYU. Some great history. The top ten quarterbacks BYU football will face in twenty twenty, according to Jerem Jordan, and the best to ever wear number forty one and forty-two at BYU. Here are today's million dollar BYU Sports Nation headlines. (laughs) Tom Holmo was ranked number
0: 16 for stadium's top 20 FBS athletic directors. Stadium insiders Brett McMurphy and Jeff Goodman graded and ranked the football and men's basketball hirings of the current 130 FBS athletic directors. Now, Holmo received an A- grade
1: for his football hirings and a B-plus for basketball. Daniel Summary ends his very short retirement to play in the TPC Colorado Championship this week. Summer Hayes will be joined by former BYU stars Mike Weir and Patrick Fishburn. Long gone Summer Hayes had a storybook second place finish in the Utah Championship this last weekend, and riding that momentum, decided to play at least one more event on the Corn Ferry Tour. Who knows? I mean, Daniel told us he's still retiring. He still wants to be the head golf coach at a local high school in Utah and contribute to the community, be a family man. So he's still retiring. It'll just be like an event, maybe a few more. The player-only event in Colorado will happen at Heron Lake starting today and run through Saturday.
0: The minor league baseball season was officially canceled yesterday. Now, it was not a big surprise. This was just the official announcement. This had been expected for several months. Major League Baseball made the decision not to provide players for its minor league affiliates for the 2020 season. The announcement does impact several former BYU
1: baseball players, such as Taylor Cole, Mike Rucker, and Jackson Clough. Uh, Speaking of a few of those guys, Taylor Cole, former BYU pitcher standout, was named to the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim 60-man squad. Cole has another shot to make a regular impact in the bigs after posting a 5.92 earned run average in six starts, over 38 total appearances with the Angels last season. He's no rookie anymore. He's a guy that very well could play when the Angels begin that 60-game schedule. Now, another former BUA standout ace So you just mentioned, Jason, Michael Rucker was named to the Cubs' 60-man squad. Rucker, who worked as high as AAA last season, will be assigned to a training camp in South Bend, Indiana, and will work with other Cubs' primary high-level minor leaguers. So no minor league games, but if you're on the 60-man squad, you're still going to be doing your thing trying to get better in case they do need to pull you up. I
0: also believe that Colton Shaver... Was invited to the Astros. Let's go summer camp as well. I think I believe Colton Shaver. I saw that yesterday. Uh, BYU Baseball retweeted that. So Colton Shaver, another BYU Baseball product,
1: uh, in the mix as well. I'd bang on a garbage can in celebration somewhere if I could. Okay, you were so timely. (laughs) All rise and shout! It's time for what's trending. You're talking about it, and so are we.
0: It's What's Trending on
1: BYU Sports Nation. Roster complete for BYU basketball, we think, and second-year head coach Mark Pope. Following the recent announcement of four-star recruit Caleb Lohner, BYU will now have, at last count, nine new faces on the court at some point this upcoming season. Maybe more. Notably, Jason, as we look at those nine names, Richard Harward, Wyatt Lowell, Hunter Erickson, Matt Harms, Brandon Averett, Caleb Lohner, Gideon George, Spencer Johnson. Uh, it's pretty wild just how much new there is with this BYU basketball team. The question is, of those new faces that we anticipate will see some court time in the approaching season, which newcomer will have the biggest impact on the 2020-2021 season? Okay, the word you use, the biggest impact, I'm not going to go with the biggest player. I'm
0: going to go with Brandon Averitt. Uh, Brandon, between him and Alex Barcelo, they're going to have the ball in their hands the most. You're going to go with the shortest player. Well, look, here's the way I look at it. We know that Brandon can score. He averaged 13 a game last year at UVU. Besides his scoring, he's going to be setting up his teammates within this offense. And I think because of what you can get from him scoring and the fact that he and Barcelo will be the primary distributors. Averitt will be the newcomer that make the biggest impact. I think he's going to have the ball in his hands uh, the most between him
1: and Barcelo. So that's where I'm going in that direction. Wow. Okay. You like Brandon Averitt, formerly with Oklahoma state excelled at Utah Valley an electric player, a guy that Jake Toulson said, Hey, it's a good thing that BYU didn't get some of these other transfer guards. They were going after because Brandon Averitt was the best player on the court. When I was playing as a – I think Jake was technically a senior at Utah Valley before he grad transferred to BYU. Now, that's high praise from Jake. We asked him and said, okay, well, what goes into this? He's like, you you don't understand. Like He was so good in practice, so hard to guard, and he can lock guys down defensively.
0: Well, and and just the fact that he's going to be one of the primary distributors, everybody else's point production and what they're able to do, it starts with – with Brandon and Alex Barcelo distributing the ball and getting those guys in the right spot, that's why That's
1: why I'm going with Brandon. Okay, Jason, I'm going to go with the obvious answer here, <laughs> and that's the tallest player. And the guy that Dickie V said, oh, the biggest transfer in America, literally and figuratively, is the big guy, Matt Harms. Okay, he's going to BYU from Purdue. Here's a guy that comes with a wealth of experience in the Big Ten. That was one of the best shot blockers in a Power 5 conference. And I don't know how much stock you put into the Power Conferences, Jason. I love the P5. 7'3. He's got touch from outside. Did not clearly have the season that he wanted to last year at Purdue and felt like he needed a new start. BYU beat out Kentucky for this guy. So he comes at 7 feet 3 inches, has some handles, excellent polished footwork and moves in the post and he is a rim protector at its finest no one is going to block more shots in the west coast conference than matt harms he will lead the conference in block shots okay i know you're calling your block shot right now i'm going on record here matt harms will be the number one rim protector in the West Coast Conference. And, and I know that Gonzaga brings back some size and some good players. I just I really like his moxie, his energy, and his, his uh, presence around the rim. Okay, He could be the West Coast Conference Defensive Player of the Year.
0: Size against Gonzaga is not going to be a problem this year. If
1: Harms is the Defensive Player of the Year in the Conference, how would that not translate to him being BYU's most impactful newcomer? Hard to argue against that. What I would like to see is some more shots go up there will be shots available. Yoli Childs, Jake Toulson, TJ Howes, they took a bunch of shots. Matt Harms is going to have an opportunity to do more offensively. He only averaged eight points a game, but he didn't take a ton of shots, and he's highly efficient around the rim, Jason. I expect him to average double figures and be the leading shot blocker in the WCC. He's going to be the biggest impact player for me as BYU approaches the next season.
0: The thing that's most exciting about this conversation is both of the players that we brought up are... are... They're going to be some of the biggest reasons why this team will be successful. Whether whether it turns out to be Averett or whether it turns out to be Harms or any of the other nine newcomers on this roster, you know, that's I think what makes this team and this upcoming season so exciting because it, it's going to look different. It's, it's going to be a different type of basketball than what we've seen. Mostly because of the height, I right. think, but also because regardless of the position, you're going to have shooters all over the floor. Regardless of the position. It's not just the guards that are going to be able to shoot. Your bigs are going to be able to shoot at a high level. That, that's what I think makes this season and thinking about what's possible so
1: exciting. Yoli Childs told us that this team, and this is a hot take, <laughs> will be better than the team he played on last season. The team that was pacing to be a six-seed in the NCAA tournament. That is spicy.
0: That is nice. I like that. I like the confidence. Why not? All right, topic number two. Nine years ago yesterday, BYU officially began its designation as an independent football program. Over the years, there have been many games, plays, moments of independence that stand out. So I'm going to ask you, Spencer, what is your favorite moment? And you can decide... What
1: moment means in BYU independence? Okay, I'm going to give you two answers because I have two different definitions. The first, I will roll out simply with the voice of Sean McDonough. Hit it! And a memorable season opener for both teams.
0: Three-man rush. Mangum, all kinds of time. Steps into the throw, in the wind. Down!
1: Chills every time.
0: <laughs> Bronco running on the field, that makes me smile every single time. Bronco
1: crowd surfing yes. as Bronson Kafusi is saying, where's Mendenhall? We want Mendenhall. <laughs> and he so comes great. running into the locker room. The emotions involved in that game from another season-ending injury to Taysom Hill, Tanner Mangum comes in, throws that miracle pass to Mitch Matthews. It just was an entirety of a season's emotions was encapsulated into like one game. It, it, it just, like, BYU could have ended the season there. Like, okay, I've seen enough. One game was enough. And little did we know the next week, too, was going to be game fun. Was enough. Yeah. That, that was so incredible. And I was in a unique position because I knew that Taysom Hill was out for the season. It wasn't public knowledge at that point when the Hail Mary was completed. So this was the ultimate pick-me-up. Right. Like, I was devastated for Taysom and for BYU football. And then that happened, and I there was, like, this hope, like – maybe it's going to be okay. It's going to be all right. So, I mean, that, that moment was just so unbelievably exciting, um, and unforgettable. I mean, that's a moment that most college football fans around the country know about. Yeah, absolutely. Season opener at Nebraska ends the 30 game losing streak. Um, but that that was, in terms of just a singular moment, that was amazing. I'll give you my second after you give us yours. All
0: right, all right. I feel like I reference this game and specifically this play almost every time we discuss a topic like this. But once again, I'm going to go with BYU's win at Texas in 2014 yes. and specifically Taysom's Leap.
1: On second down,
3: Hill steps out of pressure and has the seam for a first down and more. His way. Highlight reel. Touchdown.
0: Okay, for the rest of his life, it's nice. I'm gonna be honest with you until you just did that, I did not realize that's what was on your shirt. <laughs>
1: I am wearing the Taysom leap shirt. Okay, all right.
0: I really need to pay much more attention to things around me, my surroundings. Uh, but <laughs> you could hear it—the audible. The there were there were people that were excited when Taysom broke loose and was on the run. You could hear the the crowd. But the leap, the level, the the decibel level of the crowd went up. The collective gasp when he leapt over and who was it? Dylan Haynes, the safety, was unbelievable. You will. You that were there. I was there. I was in the press box. I was doing my best to not go nuts and screw up Greg's call. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was unbelievable. And that will forever be maybe the college play for Taysom Hill in terms of like his highlight reel that people will always go to. That, for me, is the moment.
1: The memes. The memes that came from that play. We had one of our students, uh, we were just joking after that play happened, and said, hey, you should have – you should Photoshop Taysom riding a longhorn uh, <laughs> as he's going into the end zone with that picture. And it, and it went viral, of course. It's, it's glorious. But, yes, it was made into a shirt, Jason. And I'm wearing yes, this shirt. Yes, yes, yes. The Taysom Leap. Um, okay, so my honorable mention, if you will, and uh, we can get to maybe this later, um, is 2018 at Wisconsin. In terms of, like, being in person and experiencing something like that, when that field goal missed wide left at Camp Randall and BYU ended whatever Wisconsin's 40- or 41-game home non-conference win streak with that win, they were ranked six in the country. That was just, I mean, that was the biggest, most exciting win to date for Kalani Satake and his program.
0: The thing that impressed me the most about that game beyond just the win and how it happened was the fact that when you think of Wisconsin football, you think of tough
1: hard-nosed, and physical, and BYU matched them. Squally Canada outrushed Jonathan Taylor. BYU had a trick play for the ages. Yep. Double pass to Moroni Lalu. Put it so many good moments in that game. There have been some really, really exciting, fun times. We're just waiting for the culmination of a consistent season within Independence that finishes with that special. That field. is a nice shirt. Can I have Thank it? Um, I don't think your uh, biceps would fit in this <laughs> shirt, Jason. You're being too kind You need to skip a few arm days, okay? That's not happening. (laughs) Our question of the day, what is your favorite moment in nine years of BYU football independence? Let's go to Voice of the Nation. This is the Voice of the Nation on BYU Sports Nation. Tyler Stinson answers on Twitter. Isn't this uh, Jeremy Jordan's burner account? (laughs) I find this hilarious, by the way. One of my most cherished memories is watching the miracle at memorial mm-hmm. from the stands with my family. It was really fun rushing the field and celebrating with all the other Cougar fans. Wouldn't trade that experience for anything, hashtag BYUSN. Man, a road win at Nebraska, road win at Wisconsin in dramatics, road win against Tennessee, dramatically. Like there there have been these moments, Jason, we just need a collection and some consistency. String them together. Yes. String them together. That's cool. Right. All right, coming up. Jerem Jordan's 10 and 10 focusing on the quarterbacks. Okay. And Steve Clark, BYU tight ends coach. What does he expect from Matt Bushman this season? This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the
0: official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. BYU TV and BYU Radio is the place to get all of your information on the upcoming BYU Football Media Day. Tune in on Monday, July 20th for the State of the Program at 11 a.m. Eastern and stick around for a two-hour BYU Sports Nation special beginning at noon. BYU Football Media Day coming up July 20th on BYU TV and BYU Radio.
1: We're doing it live in Studio B with your day-to-day BYU Sports play-by-play. I'm Spencer Linton. That is Jason Shepard. And I hope Media Day features in some capacity the man we're about to talk to on the Deseret First Credit Union hotline via Zoom. His name is Steve Clark. He is the BYU tight ends coach. Steve, you need to be at the forefront of media day. Are you cool being the headline guest on that day?
2: Absolutely. I'd like to say, Jason, nice shirt. Thank
0: you. Thank you very much. Yeah, we we match. I don't know. What, Spencer, did, Spencer
1: didn't get the memo. I don't know what's going on. I'm wearing my Taysom Hill leap over if, Texas shirt. It's it's not as cool as yours, but it's still pretty cool, right?
2: If I'm going to lead the whatever you just said, I need a new shirt. So if you guys give me a shirt, I'll be the headliner, <laughs> or okay. whatever. We'll work on coming. that.
0: Coach, do we uh, do we understand that we got you out of mowing the lawn by getting to do this interview? Mm-hmm. I kid you
2: not, my, my wife is mowing the lawn right now as, <laughs> as we speak. You might see her go back and forth. Glaring in through I, the windows. I can, <laughs> I can pick it up and show you. I, I'm not lying. She said, it's time to mow the lawn. I said, i got to be on Sports Nation So with Spencer and Jason. And so I said, you might as well get out there and uh, get on it. Because oh. this is going to last a pretty long time. Yeah, how long do you need this, this interview to go? Here? Yeah, how long do you need us to go? Let me see
1: where she is right now. got <laughs> a half hour. All right. Very good. Just even if the interview ends, just pretend that you're still in front of the computer talking to us. Okay?
2: Yeah. Well, I do that anyway.
1: <laughs> Steve Clark, BYU tight ends coach with us on BYU Sports Nation. We're obviously very excited about what you bring back in this group. And, you know, from the outside perspective, it's hard not to say, wow, Matt Bushman and what he brings back, top five tight end in the country, according to most national experts. And you bring in a guy like Isaac Rex. I mean, we could, spend, we could spend the next 30 minutes literally breaking down each and every one of your tight ends and how great they are, Steve. But as a group, what makes you most excited about what they're capable of in 2020?
2: As a group, well, they're talented. They're talented. Um, they're talented. They, as a group, they bring different dynamics to uh, what we need. They're different. They're different players that bring their different strengths. Um, so, you know, and I've had big group. I have ten guys right now with the fullbacks included. Um, a few years ago, I had Matt Bushman and Dallin Holker. That was it. And so, I'm excited to have that many guys and and uh, and and be able to work with different pieces. I guess is, is what you'd call it. Um, and and so that's that's exciting. I didn't know Matt was coming back. Is is that oh, no do, one ever asked me about that. <laughs> do do you want him back? Would you like him back? Absolutely not. <laughs> no, um thrilled that that Matt came back and I have a different relationship with Matt. Um, you know, he's a four year starter now. He'll be a four year starter and, and I'm I'm more I more collaborate with Matt um on how to do things. Um and and we work together because he he knows it so well now um and that's kind of the the difference in the in the tight end room is we have him who Matt who is very experienced and then we have a lot of guys that don't have a lot of experience so I kind of collaborate with Matt then I dictate to the other guys so um it's a lot of fun for me and and it's a tough position it's it's so much fun but it's tough yeah. because you it's the one position that you have to know uh, in detail, uh, the run game, the protection game, and the pass game and so um, you know that 's what we 're working on with these young guys is getting up to speed um, on on the offense as as a whole.
0: Well, and Steve, you you mentioned the number of guys in the tight end room. And and I know coaches love to talk about depth. And and finding depth is always something that you guys are searching for. And you you mentioned the number of guys, but they're not just guys. These are talented guys that are in that room. How would you describe the depth at that position?
2: I would describe it as very talented but inexperienced. So, um, you know, they have – they haven't played in a lot. They haven't played a full season um, other than Matt. Um, Isaac, Isaac Rex took advantage of the four game rule last year and was allowed to uh, uh, play in four games as did um, Carter week. Um, So they got some experience, but you know, over, over the, the whole season, you know, things change and you have to adjust and we, I just don't know how they'll, um, I think they'll be fine um adapting, but I just don't know yet so that th- there's a the known is the talent the unknown is the the experience level and then you know Hank Toy comes in and he is probably and i'm I'm gonna get grilled for saying this but uh from these other guys, but he could be our best man to man route runner he and and Carter Wheat are just outstanding man to man route runners very good shape guys um so you know, there's and then Lane Lunt came in, who was a walk-on, who was a great surprise in the uh, in the spring uh, to add into the mix. Mm-hmm. Isaac Rex was having the best spring of any of them um, before it got canceled. But uh, up into the six practices that we had, he was um, he was showing that he is, he can be an elite tight end.
1: Steve Clark, BYU tight ends coach, with us on BYU Sports Nation. We're going to talk to Isaac Rex uh, a little bit later. He's a guy that technically is averaging 23 yards a catch. So uh, <laughs> it is one catch, coach.
2: <laughs> how you get? How you going to get don't, Isaac the ball more? Don't, don't don't bring that up to him. <laughs> hey, will you guys do me a favor? Ask him how his cahoots are going. <laughs> I, I make I make a cahoot for him. So a test. Each week. And just I, if you guys could help me out and ask him how his are going, uh, that, that would be uh, that would be a big help to me.
1: I guarantee <laughs> at some point we will ask him about that. Steve. That is that yeah. is for
2: sure. That should be your first question. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I don't want to tell you how to do your job, but. <laughs> but- People the, tell me how to do my job yeah. all the time. No, so no, you're, yeah.
1: you're the one guy that we're, we're okay with that. You, you can tell us what to do. We're, we're totally okay, okay. with that. <laughs> uh, Steve, Matt Bushman is the guy that has led BYU in receiving yards in each of the last three seasons. This is pretty unprecedented territory. You said uh, not too long ago you want to wear him out this season. What does that mean? How, how, how are you planning on uh, wearing Matt Bushman out, and, and what kind of results will that produce?
2: Well, I think that you know we had Moroni last year, and we were able to um, keep him fresh by substituting, and then and, and and we're not going to do that this year. I mean, he's he's got he better be in good shape because you know he's not going to come off the field unless it's his decision. Um, and we're going to you know we'll put him in different situations, um, and, and and when I say situations, we'll put him in different. Um, Alignments. Uh, we've been toying with uh, certain routes that we've uh, done a lot of uh, uh, study on oh, this past season. Um, that you know, we, I al- I always study the top five tight ends in the league. And this last year, I spent a lot of time watching um, Kerry Kittle and um, um, Kelsey from the the Chiefs and see how they use. Their tight ends, and we'll, we'll we'll use a little bit of a mixture with with those two guys.
1: Okay, hey George Kittle and Travis Kelsey. And Travis Kelsey, two of the best that just happened to be in the Super Bowl this uh, couple
0: months ago.
2: Yeah, don't watch Kelsey block. That's that's you don't want to do that.
0: <laughs> hey, but coach, as a Chiefs fan, I was perfectly happy to see him get in the end zone and as many times as he did.
2: Yeah, he. I mean, he is unbelievable route runner. Um, As good as I've seen um, at at route running, Um, Kittle is more of an overall tight end. He's a much better blocker. We're trying to kind of, uh, um, I don't want to say indoctrinate, but we're trying to show Matt the best of both, um, and hopefully he can pick up on that. But, you know, the thing with Matt is, is, you know, people are going to start by stopping our offense by stopping Matt. So he can't get frustrated um with some of the schemes that he's going to see he's he's seen the last two years he's going to see more of it next year and so um you know if they want to take away matt they're going to take away matt just like they they can take away kelsey at times they can take away kittle times uh, but it opens up um it opens up the, the field for everybody else
0: coach Matt is going to play in the National Football League if he'd gone out you know in the last draft he 'd have been coming up in the upcoming season he 's going to play at the next level when you talk with scouts about him, what do they say about his pro potential
2: well they, they, what they like the most about him is his ability his his catch radius he 's got a huge catch radius meaning the quarterback doesn 't have to be as precise with Matt he can go get it um, with a six foot um, Catch radius around him, meaning he can be the ball can be thrown anywhere in that six k, uh, yard catch radius, and he'll come up with it. Um, he he's very good at uh, finding creases and, and, and areas and zones. Um, that that's what they like about him. They they like his ability to make make plays. He's shown to make plays. He's got great hands, um, and you know they they're always looking for a, a tight end that that can that can make plays. I mean, if you can make plays in the NFL, though, they'll, they'll, they're will they looking for you.
1: Steve, it's always great to catch up with you. Uh, stay healthy. Please send our best to your family, to your wife mowing the lawn. You are uh, always a, a bright light. Yeah, are we okay to let you go now? And, uh... No. <laughs> no. She's,
2: she's, uh, I can see her right now. It looks like, yeah, she's got about 50 more back and forth before she's done. <laughs> I really do appreciate her mowing the lawn today.
1: <laughs> That's an elite wife for sure. Um, it is. In, in all seriousness, man, you're a, you're a bright mind in football. We appreciate the insights, and uh, can't wait to talk to you as we approach media day.
2: All right, good to see you guys. All righty, Thanks, Steve, Steve
1: Clark on the Deseret First Credit Union Highline. Deseret First, you know why we show how.
0: Mowing the lawn—it's one of my least favorite activities. <laughs> <It> just. <laughs>
1: Sorry, honey. Got to be on BYU Sports Nation.
0: And you know right now he's still continuing. He's still looking at the screen. He's like, how much more? It's oh,
1: like he Steve said he would. Steve Clark. He's and, great. Uh, I mean, talk about a guy that has, has gone through some hardships this summer, not just COVID-19, handling football. Lost his brother uh, recently, and uh, we, we just love the Clark family yeah. so much. They are the best. Absolutely. They're really the
0: best. We're going to stick with the uh, the tight ends. Uh, coming up, we're going to talk with Isaac Rex. You mentioned that a second ago. We'll talk with him coming up
1: uh, in just a little bit. And the top 10 quarterbacks that BYU's defense will face in 2020. It's 10 and 10 next. This is BYU Sports Nation.
0: This segment of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Bodyguards. Protection for a life worth living. Summer Baseball is on BYU Radio. The new Utah College League begins tonight running through August 13th featuring players from all of the in-state colleges, including more than 20 players from BYU Baseball. You can listen to every game on Monday and Wednesday night at 10 p.m. Eastern on BYUcougars.com as well as the app, plus Saturday's Game of the Week will air on BYU Radio, 107.9 FM, as well as Sirius XM 143. The Saturday game will be at 1 p.m. live sports on BYU Radio. I cannot wait for this tonight. This
1: man, Jason Shepard, on the call. I'll be on the call tonight. Can't wait. Live baseball on BYUcougars.com and BYU Radio. Welcome back to the show. BYU Sports Nation continues. You know what it is. Let's whip it. It's time for the Cougar Around Athletics News. Tom
0: Holmo was ranked number 16 for stadium's top 20 FBS athletic directors. Stadium insiders Brett McMurphy and Jeff Goodman graded and ranked the football and men's basketball hirings of all of the current 130 FBS athletic directors. Holmo receiving an A-grade for his football hirings and then a B-plus for basketball golf.
1: Daniel Summerhays ends his very short retirement to play in the TPC Colorado championship this week. Summerhays joined by former BYU stars, Mike Weir and Patrick Fishburne. Summerhays of course had a storybook second place finish at the Utah championship last weekend. We thought that was going to be his last professional tournament, but you know what? After that, why not play one more event on the corn Ferry tour? The player only event, no fans again in Colorado takes place at Heron lakes today through Saturday.
0: Baseball. The minor league baseball season was officially canceled yesterday. Major League Baseball made the decision not to provide players to its minor league affiliates for the upcoming season. The announcement does impact several former Cougars, such as Taylor Cole, Mike Rucker, Jackson Clough, and Colton Shaver.
1: Former BYU pitcher Taylor Cole named to the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim 60-man squad. Cole has another shot to make a regular impact in the big leagues After making six starts, 38 total appearances for the Angels last season with a 5.92 earned run average. And another former BYU standout ace, Mike Rucker, named to the Cubs 60-man squad. He worked as high as AAA last season. He'll work out in South Bend, Indiana with other Cubs primary minor leaguers. Jason, that takes us to this week's edition Of 10 and 10, the top 10 quarterbacks that BYU's defense will face in the 2020 season. Jerem Jordan has it, the latest 10 and 10.
3: 10 lists in 10 weeks. It's Jerem, 10 and 10. Thanks, Spence. Number 10, Carson Baker, San Diego State. The freshman played against BYU last year. Only game he played in, went 19 of 24 for 172 yards and a touchdown. It was BYU and San Diego State. Uh, The Aztecs won 13-3 thanks to an awesome defense. BYU missed two field goals. He was QB1 through six spring practices. Georgia Tech grad transfer Lucas Johnson is in the mix to start as well for the second Brady Hoke era. Number 9, Ross Bowers, Northern Illinois. Former Cal quarterback, who didn't play against BYU in 2018, but was on the roster, is back for his sixth college season. Hey, age advantage! And second at NIU. He had two concussions last season, missed three games, threw for 21, 30 yards, seven touchdowns, eight picks. Meh. Number eight, Rocky Lombardi, Michigan State. The junior has one of the best names in college football. Love it. However, Lombardi isn't winning any trophies soon after okay performances three spot starts in 2018 when Brian Lewerke was hurt and as the backup the past two seasons. He was a top 15 rated dual threat nationally out of high school. He's still competing for the starting spot with Theo Day and Peyton Thorne. Number seven, Sean Robinson, Missouri, the TCU transfers in a four-way battle for the starting spot with Taylor Powell, Connor Bazelak and Brady cook. The former blue chipper has good running ability sat out last season. Uh, In Columbia at Missouri, the junior played in 12 games at TCU. 59% completion percentage, 6.6 yards per attempt, 12 TDs, 8 picks. Rushed for 389 yards. Number six, Davis Mills, Stanford. He started six games for the injured K.J. Costello last year, going just 1-5. 11 TDs, 5 picks in 8 total games. Yet against Washington State, had 494 passing yards. That's good. He'll be a senior, but without the traditional Cardinal rushing attack. But hey, he's got semi Fajoko, right? Number five, Clayton Toon, Houston. Once Garrett King decided to redshirt, Toon threw for 1,500 and 11 touchdowns in seven games while playing with a hamstring injury. Had 8.6 yards per attempt, which shows some really good explosiveness. In fact, if he had enough volume, he would have been top 15 in college football on that stat. 11 TDs, 9 picks, not as awesome, but he's expected to be healthy and make a year-two improvement under quarterback guru Dana Holgerson. Number four, Hank Bachmeyer, Boise State. The heralded four-star freshman opened his career with 407 passing yards to beat Florida State, but ended up with nine TDs and six picks in eight games due to hip and shoulder injuries. He didn't throw for 300-plus in any other games and never topped three TDs in a game. But if healthy, I think he could be Kellen Moore Light. Chase Cord is the backup and started against BYU last season. Number three, Jake Bentley, Utah. After two and a half years as a starter at South Carolina, the grad transfer is the most experienced quarterback on the hill. Career 7.5 yards per attempt guy, plus 23 TD interception ratio, 19 and 14 as a starter. And he must have really wanted to bounce because his dad's the tight ends coach in South Carolina. He'll still have to win the job, though, over Texas transfer Cameron Rising and Drew Lisk. Number two, Jaden Daniels, Arizona State. He was stellar as a freshman. 17 TDs, only two picks. Lowest interception percentage in the nation. Gained 546 yards on the ground, too. Fourth quarter comebacks versus Michigan State, Washington State, and Oregon. He's a little slight at 6'3", 175. ASU needs to keep him healthy and protected, but he was as efficient as they come. Yet, the offense was 90th or worse in yards and points. He was graded on the freshman curve, but expected to continue to get better. And the best quarterback BYU will play in 2020 is Tanner Morgan, Minnesota. The junior had a stellar season last year, over 3,000 yards, 30 touchdowns. He became the first gopher quarterback to do that. By the way, BYU's had 13 seasons like that. Only seven picks. He averaged 10 yards per attempt. Wow. The most of any returning quarterback in the country. 66% completion rate, 179 efficiency, was fourth best nationally behind guys like Joe Burrow, Jalen Hurts and Justin Fields, the top three in the Heisman voting. And those are, those are the top ten quarterbacks you will face in 2020.
1: Thank you, Jerem. 10 and 10 presented by Bodyguards. Protection for a life worth living. Learn more at Bodyguards.com. That just got me really excited for college football, which is only this many days away. Hit it! Countdown to the Youth. 64 days, 64 days away, BYU in Utah, September 3rd, Thursday night. Ugh, fingers crossed that it all goes off without a hitch.
0: Yes, positive vibes that everything is still on schedule. Can we I, before we before we go to break? Can we go back to the Hank Bachmeyer uh, full screen that we had, the quarterback at at Boise State, and I and I apologize to those listening on BYU radio or the podcast because this is a visual cue here. But am I crazy? Does that not look like a young
1: Robert and I? <laughs> Seriously, look at that picture. Am I? Is it just me? I don't know that I've ever seen Robert and I smile that big. So a younger, happier yeah, Robert and I.
0: If you're, need- if you're listening to this, maybe look up the picture that they have for Hank on the Boise State website. That looks like a young yeah, Robert and I,
1: I. I. I'm on board for that. Uh, you need to send out the split screen right now on Twitter. Okay? We may need to do that. We absolutely may need to do that. Our, our BYU Sports Station social media team. Frantically trying to find Robert and I's headshot now. Exactly. All right, coming up, best to wear it, numbers 41 and 42. And one of those BYU tight ends, Isaac Rex. Steve Clark said he was having the best spring football of any tight end until it got shut down. We'll hear from him. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU
0: Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. To get to know the players, the coaches, and some compelling fan stories, search Deep Blue on the BYU TV app today. All 23 Deep Blue features from last season are available and on demand right now.
1: BYU Sports Nation continues from Studio B. He is Jason Shepard. I am Spencer Linton. And joining the party now is BYU tight end Isaac Rex on the Deseret First Credit Union hotline via Zoom. Isaac, welcome to BYU Sports Nation. How are things going?
4: What's up, guys? Thanks for having me. My first time on. And I've been waiting for you guys' invite forever. So it's about time. Yeah,
1: you bet, man. It's it's a long overdue debut for you. Uh, You served a two year mission in Samoa. So let's start there. Um, How was Samoa and how much football was discussed there as you prepared to come back to BYU?
4: um zero football was discussed there i was (laughs) focused on the lord mostly shout out my boy elder fano he actually works with you guys um he's the man but samoa is the greatest place in the world i miss the people there so much they're probably the most humble loving people ever they love missionaries they're really um open to hearing the gospel uh just I, i miss samoa so much and samoa is probably the the greatest place for me as a missionary to go to. So I know the Lord knows and calls us every day um, to, you know, uh, to serve his people. So, so I'm always the greatest place in the whole world, and I'm so excited to maybe go back there one day. So, Isaac, I assume this
0: is going to be different for everybody, but for someone in your, in your situation where you're a, a Division One athlete, you chose to serve a mission, how did that experience prepare you
4: to be an athlete at this level? Um, It doesn't, it really maybe doesn't help you physically, but mentally, spiritually, it helps you in those aspects, waking up and um, having a plan every day, uh, trying to, you know, help other people out, being a good teammate, being a good companion to um, like, maybe if you're in a tight end room in a different position room and even having leadership, leadership positions in your mission, um, it really helps you be a better teammate, uh, focus more on what's important to you, and maybe getting to know plays and just like getting to know the gospel. So uh, physically, it may not help you as much, but mentally, spiritually, and definitely being more mature uh, comes a long way when you're on the mission, and it definitely translates when you get gets back home and um, becomes a a full time BYU football player. So. It's definitely a lot uh, It's a lot different, but it's also very similar in its own right. So you're
1: telling me you didn't come back from Samoa uh, swole. You, you weren't just, like, ready to play football?
4: <laughs> uh, you could ask Elder fun. I was very skinny, <laughs> but I came back, and I worked hard. So I learned that on my mission to work hard and actually have a work ethic. So I tried to get in the weight room and tried to eat as much as possible, but I didn't come back super swole or fast or strong, but now I feel like I'm, I'm there today. So right on. Okay. Well, let's, let's keep it going with that. What's been the biggest challenge for you in
1: transitioning back from a mission amidst the global pandemic, no less.
4: Yeah. So I was, luckily I played last year, so it was pretty nice and I had uh, my own, uh, like played three games, which is really good. The red shirt rule is huge for a lot of red shirts. We see like Keanu, Carter, we, Jax McChesney, a lot of guys that were able to play in a lot of games or at least, or some games that will help translate to this year also. So um, but coming back, uh, it's just like getting to know, like remembering plays and um, probably more of the mental aspect, which is tough. The mission definitely helps you kind of work hard to get back at it. But um, just remembering how to block, how to catch, like remembering all those things that you kind of forget after two years, it kind of takes a while. So um, I'm excited. I was excited to actually like get some experience. So it, it will translate to this year, last year. But I mean, it's a definitely hard hard um, thing coming off a mission and no RM should really expect to come back and be where they were before. It's it's really tough. But as long as you work hard and um, have that mindset that you can do it, then you could definitely do it. So,
0: You used the word expect. In terms of expectations, what what type of role do you expect to play in this offense this upcoming season?
4: Yeah, so um, Matt's definitely, obviously, the one. Matt's the freaking best tight end in college football. So Matt's going to be the guy for sure. But I just want to help out the team as best as I can. I want to block. I want to catch some routes when I can and play special teams. I'll do anything for the team. I want to be like one of the very reliable guys that, you could put Rex in, and he'll make a play for us. So, um, I want to be that that guy alongside Bushman or Carter, like as many tight ends as we play. That will just we'll just help out the team and um, be that physical presence, blocking, catching tight end, a good all around tight end that BYU wants to see.
0: You know, certainly certainly in your family, you're well aware of this, but when you look at certain positions at BYU, th- there's, there are certain positions that have, that have a lot of uh, players that have done quite well, and the tight end position is one of them, just a long line of great tight ends. What is it like to be a tight end at BYU where the history is so strong?
4: Yeah, it's crazy. Over the quarantine, we got to talk to, like, Dennis Pitta. Chad Lewis is always around. My dad, obviously, is on my case sometimes, but um, <laughs> we've got a lot of good alumni, a lot of good tight ends that they've definitely played at the highest level, NFL, and that's where all of the tight end room wants to be when we want to go to the highest level and be like one of those better tight ends that BYU remembers. So uh, we want to be like Dennis Pitta, the, uh, the two Amelies, the, um, you know Chad Lewis's, all those great tight ends that Came from BYU. They've done it. Um, we want to be just like them, so it's it's really cool. It's really a good experience. Being able to talk to those guys, guys that have um, been around the program and know what BYU's like, and then they could give you advice, and then they could also help you reach to your highest potential. So uh, those guys are they're always around the program and they love BYU, so they're willing to help us, which is cool.
1: Isaac, my last question is: Do you want to be like Byron Rex at BYU? <laughs>
4: Uh, no, I want to be Isaac Rex. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I love my dad and he loves when you guys talk about him. So stop talking about him because it gets to his head.
1: <laughs> oh, he's a great support to uh, the show. He, he was obviously a great tight end at BYU, but I guarantee he wants uh, you to be better than he was.
4: No, I know my dad, he was a beast. He is still a great father and a great, um, husband to my mom and, he's he's like my idol so i do want to be like my dad but i also want to put a little twist on things maybe switch it up and you guys say isaac rex instead of byron rex son one of these days hey, <laughs> I'm,
1: I'm, I'm, fi- I'm fine with that isaac we'll, we'll start that motion now and for the record you average 23 yards a catch man i don't i don't think yeah. your dad averaged 23 yards a catch
4: i'm still 100 percent one for one that's so. right baby that's right, that's
1: can't, you, right. Can't, you can't you can't get any better than that isaac
4: one for one, baby, right here.
1: (laughs) Hey, we're looking forward to uh, year number two in BYU football. And, uh, you know, congratulations on a successful uh, redshirt campaign. But big things ahead for you, man. Stay healthy, and we'll talk to you again soon.
4: Yeah, I appreciate it, guys. Thanks for having me on.
1: You got Isaac Rex on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Deseret First, you know why we show how. Coming up, our rise and shout-outs. And the best to everywhere, Number 41 and 42. Apparently, it's two numbers a day. We got to get done before the football season starts, right? Like, when, are we gonna? Is there any chance we're gonna hit three in one day? In one, one of these, one of these times, a trifecta. Tri- are we gonna go with the tray? At maybe out of necessity, uh, we'll stick with two for now. That's next. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is back. A reminder, you can watch so on demand anytime via the BYU TV and BYU radio apps.
0: Yep. Download the podcast. Just Google BYU Sports Nation podcast. Don't forget, subscribe, rate, and review.
1: Okay, time for the best to wear. We're counting up to 99, one number or two each show determining the best athletes to wear each number in Provo. Today, we focus on number 41 and 42. You're up first with 41, Jason. Number 41 goes
0: to Brian Keel. Played in 2002 and then 2005 through 2007. 205 tackles, seven sacks. He was a two-time All-Mountain West Conference. Uh, Mountain West Conference Defensive Player of the Week in 27. Uh, He, uh, let's see, recorded interception in three straight games. Selected in the fourth round of the 2008 NFL Draft. By the New York Giants played in the NFL from 2008 to 2013. He was unbelievable.
1: Get it, B! Pick six in New Mexico. Okay, number 42, Debbie Diamond Freeland. Outstanding BYU women's basketball player, dual sport athlete, over 1,700 career points, almost 900 career rebounds. She's the top 10 all-time scorer, seventh on that list right now. 1991 WAC Freshman of the Year, two-time first-team All-WAC player in 93 and 94. Played outside hitter on the 95 BYU women's volleyball team. Married Jim Freeland, who played on the football team and ran track for BYU, also in 94 and 95. Debbie Diamond Freeland at number 42. Our question of the day and elite voice of the day... Presented by Sundance Mountain Resorts. What's your favorite moment from nine years of U.A. football independence? Jared Haven says back-to-back Hail Marys against Nebraska and Boise State. Stomping Texas in Texas would be a close second.
0: My uh, rising shout-out, by the way, is going to Canada. Happy Canada Day, everybody. Yeah, and
1: I'll give it to Greg Rebell on that note. Nothing wrong with that. Thanks to today's guests, Isaac Rex and Steve Clark. Shout-out to George Tate and Master Control. Happy birthday, brother. See you tomorrow.